Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, January 7th. S&P futures are up about 17 points. That's about 50 basis points. NASDAQ futures are doing a bit better, up 75 points. That's about 60 basis points. The major European indices are up about 20 to 25 basis points overall. You're seeing, again, strong outperformance in cyclical value groups. So autos, industrials, basic resources, banks, insurers, energy, all trading very well in Europe. And you're seeing underperformance in staples and tech. Uh, Asia generally finished higher across the board. There was some softness in Hong Kong, um, but Japan ended up over a percent. Taiwan and South Korea also were very strong. So obviously the events in Washington dominating media justifiably. There's a lot that one can say about it. Um, you know, Personally, I think you can put an optimistic spin on it. What you witnessed were the death throes of um, a perversion of conservatism that hopefully is being swept into the dustbin of history. There is a transition taking place. There will be a new president on January 20th. Congress this morning at around 345 finally certified the results of the election. Trump around the same time issued a statement in which he committed to a orderly transition on January 20th. Um, So while the media justifiably again covered the events in Washington, the market was not as focused on it as um, some of the volume of coverage would suggest. So by far, the big theme in, in, in the world of finance in the last 24 hours um, were the results in Georgia, where Democrats took both seats. Democrats now have control of the Senate, albeit just barely. Um, they have control of the House, again, albeit just barely, and they'll have control of the White House. You have seen an increase in yields as investors dial up their fiscal stimulus expectations. And the increase in yields obviously has ramifications for markets, specifically undercutting high multiple stocks. And you saw that with the underperformance in tech yesterday while benefiting cyclical value groups. And obviously you saw that play out in the US yesterday. You're seeing it play out again in Europe this morning. Um, That is by far the biggest issue being debated right now in markets this morning, not so much the violence in Washington yesterday. Um, Again, how much will yields rise and how much will that yield rise undercut multiples? You saw throughout 2020 as COVID collapsed yields that increased the S&P multiple by as much as three turns from where it stood before the pandemic. Those three turns were added as much as you know 600 plus points to the S&P based on the 2020 EPS forecast. Um, and now I think investors are just wondering how much of that can reverse to the extent you do see multiple reversal that would weigh on tech the most. Um, and I thought that was what was most surprising on Wednesday was the relative resiliency in tech. So you did obviously see underperformance in tech. A lot of the big prominent tech momentum stocks came for sale, underperformed, um, but perhaps not as much as one would suspect just given what yields have done. Um, and I think going forward, again, to the extent yields stay, even stay at these levels, um, much less rise any further, that will continue weighing on tech. And as investors debate how much of this rotation into cyclical value has to go, um, you know, I think tech will will determine that answer. There really has not been a lot of selling in tech. 
Um, you've seen, um, uh, you know, you've seen some mild underperformance, but if on a secular basis, investors really do begin to unwind the enormous um, increase in tech weighting that took place pretty much all throughout 2020, that would obviously provide massive fuel for cyclical value stocks to continue rallying. Um, and again, I think that's the big debate. It's really not one about fundamentals so much as it is about rates and then multiples on stocks, not really EPS um, that that's kind of going to be driving things going forward. Um, in terms of major incremental news for the Thursday session, um, you know, there are a million articles out about Washington, what took place, what happened, the ramifications of it, um, actions within the White House, speculation of invoking the 25th Amendment, um, more talk for impeachment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to see the 25th Amendment invoked. I don't think you're going to see impeachment happen. Um, you know, it's just, you know, another two weeks and there'll be um, a transition in the White House. Uh, a few economic numbers were out, none of which are really crucial, I think, for the macro narrative. You had a couple of micro headlines, um, you know, some earnings updates, some pre-announcements. Um, but again, nothing all that crucial. We're now just about a week away from the beginning of the Q4 season that kicks off in earnest next Friday, the 15th, um, with banks that start things off. Um, and that is pretty much it as far as major news is concerned. For the calendar today, um, it's pretty much going to be earnings that are in focus. You have a few names out this morning, um, Bed Bath & Beyond, Cargill, um, uh, Walgreens are the are the major ones this morning. And then after the close, you have Micron as well as Samsung's preliminary Q4 estimates. Um, the services ISM in the US also will be in focus at 10 a.m., the jobs report coming out tomorrow, um, you know, I don't think will be crucial for the market. You obviously saw a very soft ADP report yesterday. Um, you know, I think investors largely suspected you would see a, a reversal in um, in services sectors, just given what's occurred on the COVID front. You saw that in ADP. Most of the job losses were concentrated in services. I suspect you'll see that play out again tomorrow um, with the BL uh, with the BLS release. Um, you know, I think the markets took all that news in stride, just given they suspect it will be temporary, the setback you witnessed in December. Um, as the vaccination process accelerates going forward, that should obviously help um, services to rebound. Um, as far as COVID is concerned, again, it's very much the same story as before. Um, you know, grim near-term headlines, more shutdowns, you know, Japan declared a state of emergency around Tokyo because of covid um, but there is still vaccine optimism is more than offsetting, um, you know, the 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 grim near term headlines. Um, Johnson Johnson's phase three U.S. numbers is still probably the next major vaccine headline that could hit any day. You've heard, again, mixed reports as far as if it's going to come out in early January, mid January, late January. But um, again, that could hit any day. Also, Novamax could have its U.K. Q3 data out um, any day as well. So those are kind of the next major vaccine data points that people are watching. Uh, and that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.